0: Welcome to the Excel Still More Podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson. It is my great pleasure today to announce to you a new and additional sponsor for our program. Tyler Kane is a friend of mine and a brother in Christ, and he is a senior loan officer for Fairway Independent Mortgage. Tyler and his team have extensive knowledge of the mortgage industry, and their dedication has made them a trusted partner for many wonderful families. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to refinance or talk about future home ownership goals, Tyler and his team are here to guide you every step of the way. We've included a link to their website in the show notes, or you can reach Tyler directly at 813-380-8487. Thank you so much for listening today. Let's get started. Hey, welcome back. I hope you are excited about a wonderful holiday week. Release date for this episode is Monday, November 20th, which of course means this Thursday is Thanksgiving, and that will be a driving force behind our topic today. Before we get to that, let me mention a couple of things to you pretty quickly. First of all, did you hear the new intro leading into today's episode? Tyler Kane is a new sponsor for the program. You'll be hearing his intro or outro over the next several months. John Cunningham continues to be a stable partner in this venture, but he actually connected Tyler and me not too many weeks ago. And really all three of us thought it might be interesting to just provide for you someone in the mortgage industry who is a Christian and works for a national agency that can help you from the very beginning of the process all the way through to home ownership or refinancing or whatever your needs might be. So I just wanted to call your attention to that and really just formally thank Tyler for being on the team with us. And then secondly, before we jump in on our topic of gratitude today, I am fully intending to get you all six pieces of the house rules series. And really, even on the way to the office today, I was torn right down the middle to talk about gratitude for Thanksgiving week or to talk about house rules numbers two and three. It just all seemed really relevant to the things that are happening this week. And while it's pretty obvious which way we went with it today, and I'll be getting you that episode most likely next week, I just thought it might be worth talking about for a couple of minutes. One thing about home and family is that there's a high likelihood you will be in homes with family this week and more frequently than usual throughout the rest of the year. And not just those family members that you personally chose as an adult and then went on to create. I'm talking about the extended family into which you were born or married that you did not choose or create. As you will hear today, the proper kind of front-end mental and spiritual thankfulness that you bring into all of that will absolutely dictate the way that it goes, but I think maybe a quick look at the first three house rules, the one that we've covered, and the two that will pop up next week may be beneficial to you as well. House rule number one, home is a safe place. Now sure, that means don't ninja star throw a butter knife at your cousin on Thursday, But remember, it was a lot more than just physical safety. Our family environments need to be a place where we are safe to speak, and so are others. It is a safe place to make mistakes where judgments are not quickly passed and a wonderful environment to learn through communication and thought. House rule number two that we will dig in on next week is all people deserve respect. I don't know why it is that we sometimes treat the people we've known the longest or who are closer to us with the least amount of respect and I'm sure we'll share a therapy session next week trying to figure it out. But for this week, just remember this, everyone deserves respect because God has unconditional love for each and every one of us, no matter what we have done, and we are the offspring of God. He has, in essence, put a piece of His self into every person, a redeemable, eternal nature, and every single person in your life ought to be treated with a respect that acknowledges those things. I wonder sometimes if God forgot how much he loved me or the eternal soul he placed in me and he just decided to interact with me in a way that was reactive to my behavior, I'd be in big trouble. And then rule three, before we turn to gratitude today, we tell the truth. I would say a couple of things about that for this week with your family or wherever you are. Do not conceal things that need to be revealed. Do not hide things or help that you need from the people that you know the most or who love you the most, but also be careful not to weaponize truth. Sometimes we think it doesn't matter how we say it or who gets hurt as long as it's true, but as you'll see next week, that's not really at all what the Bible says and probably not the way you want God speaking to you. Okay, so we got a little bit of that worked in and there's lots of layers to it we'll look at next week. Just remember, home is a safe place, all people deserve respect, and we tell the truth. But there's a reason why gratitude won out is the thing I wanna share with you first, because it is a choice that you make, it is internal, it can be the result of some beautifully simple, consistent choices, and it tends to set the tone for everything else. Here's my point in short, if you show up to Thanksgiving and you're not thankful, and you're not filled with gratitude, and you haven't smiled at least twice just thinking of the goodness of God, the chances that you go in and exhibit the house rules we've talked about when things get even remotely tense or negative is very low. However, if your day is as bright as the promises and the presence and the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you have already, in some very literal and tangible ways, connected yourself to that, now it really doesn't matter who's in the house. You are a light. You are emanating the goodness of the Lord through you, and you'll find that Everything goes better. I know I've talked about this over and over again. Summer and I were talking about this morning how I'm approaching 300 episodes and how I've tried to have a wide variance of ideas, a lot of fresh ideas, and so forth, but there are a few that just keep popping up because they matter too much to us. They have redefined our lives and they're a part of every single morning. And gratitude, which is basically an attitude of thankfulness, is at the top of that list. So I'll just shoot this to you straight. And if this is not the way your morning or mornings have been starting, then please start now and anticipate a better tomorrow. But I'm not sure any child of God should leave their home until they have accessed in some way a deep appreciation for at least one great thing that God has done. I'd like to push that further, but I don't know your schedule. I think you should find that with the Lord before you even see another person, be it your spouse, kids parents, or whoever it might be. I've been working on this again. I did some miracle morning stuff several years ago, and truthfully, during COVID, I just stayed up later and slept in longer. But one of the benefits of taking a little better care of myself is that I fall asleep more easily and I pop up earlier feeling pretty good. So for me, this year, the practice of journaling has continued, but it's really become once again that very first thing that happens. And I won't turn this into an Excel Still More three-month journal ad. You'll note I have not talked about that much lately, although it is still available at ExcelStillMore.life. In particular, I want to re to you the little section that I fill in every morning called Level 3 Gratitude. I can honestly say that right next to just reading a New Testament chapter every morning, it has had more impact on my demeanor and outlook than anything else. You don't need a journal to do it. You don't even need to write it down. But the level three process is pretty simple. Level one, just pick something you are thankful for. Be specific on that thing. Maybe your home, your life, Christ, your church, whoever or whatever. Just pick something. But please understand that's just level one. Anybody can do that. Everyone, I should say, should be able to do that. Level two is where it gets interesting. This is where you attribute all glory to God for that person or thing. You pray to God in thanksgiving. Thank you for my home. Thank you for the road you've led me down that has brought me to this home. You are my provider and keeper and sustainer, and I am indebted to you for even the simple things like the roof above my head. I'm telling you, please do this every single morning, early, right in mixed with your prayers and with your reading. You'll end up with a lot of repetition, which to me has just revealed what are the things that I treasure the most, the things that get mentioned most often, but there'll also be a nice wide variety. Level two, by the way, pushes us past the self-help gurus of our time who are always talking about gratitude, but never really know where to attribute it. We do, we attribute it to God. But level three is where few people get. It's based on a passage in Hebrews 12 that talks about Showing gratitude to God. This is where you write a line or two or pray a thought or two that makes some commitment to God on what you're going to do today because of how grateful you are. It can be something as simple as noting my wife, and in level three, just telling God that I will share with her how much I love her. If we follow the theme of the home, I might say, God, before this month is out, I'm going to open up my home. And bring in somebody who will benefit from this beyond just myself, maybe someone who doesn't have the same strength of family or means. Think about that as a jump start for every day of your life. I have something to be grateful for. God, you are the sustainer and provider of it all. And I've got some direction on how I can show that to you and others, even in this single day of life. All right, so in the second half of the episode, I want to give you something new. You'll hear me talk a little bit more about your home as we move along. But there's a Bible.com reading plan that some of the ladies of our church share each morning. And Summer, my wife, is in that group, and it was on Choosing Gratitude, which is where today's title originated. And I think she was just enjoying it so much and was so encouraged by it that one morning she gave it to me as well. And I am loving it. It's a 10 day read with 10 different things to be thankful for, some great Bible passages, and little devotional sections. There's a lot in there about perspective, about looking at the very simple things that you have that so many people do not or never have had. There was this incredibly humbling section today where they had interviewed someone who had no arms and no legs and asked them what they were thankful for. And this person said, I'm thankful that my condition has revealed to me exactly what my purpose is. I know what I'm here to do and who I'm here to help and how. That is kind of amazing and probably deserves its own episode. This person is drawing strength not out of what they have or don't have, but out of a sense of understanding their value and importance. So like I said, it's really, really good, and it ends up sharing 10 different things categorically to be thankful for. I've selected three today, two from their list, days one and two, and one from my own. Connected with that, I would love it if you could carry three words. They all start with the letter T. Three simple words with you throughout the week. Maybe use these in the morning when you try level three gratitude because there are three things that can transform your attitude if you can find the joy in them and attribute that to God team, table, and time. So, day one on that series talks about your own team and how valuable they are to you. A team is a collection of people who have decided to work together who are pulling in the same direction, and who support each other all along the way. My son Nick is on a private school basketball junior high team, and their coaching staff gives out more accolades and celebration for young men who get water for their fellow teammates or who are encouragers of others than any amount of scoring ever draws. They all have fruit of the spirit on the back of their warm-up unis. They'll exchange Bible verses while they're subbing in and out for each other. They've got each other's back, and it's really fun to watch, especially when tied together with the Lord. Well, can I ask you, do you have people like that? Maybe it's some of the people you'll see on Thursday, and maybe not, but do you have a true inner circle? It may be very tiny or large, but do you have people who you know are on your team, and you are on theirs? Can you think of names right now of people who are there for you, who have your back, who give you the benefit of the doubt? People who are so honestly your friend that they tell you what is right, and when it needs to be corrective, they say it, but it's always in a way that's careful and useful and kind. I have a group of people like that in my life, some in my family, and some just very close friends, and I'm glad I'm running out of time today because I don't want to air out a lot of dirty laundry, but the last few years for me have been pretty rough when it comes to, quote, friends. Some have said things about me that just aren't true, people that I had entrusted things to. Some have written things and preached things that categorize my statements in the worst possible light and have even sold our friendship down the river to join up with guys who use terms like false teacher a lot in a very non-biblical way. You know how I'm making it through that? Great friends. And I praise God and thank him for them every day. They are not just yes people. They are sincere and loving, kind, truth people. And I think I would have told you when I was a kid that most people in the world are like that, but I don't think that's true anymore. So please, treasure your team. And level three, gratitude, after you've praised God for them, maybe extend some kindness and words and help to show them how much they matter. Number two is your table. But please hear me out on this. There's more to say here than just simply, look, take those inner circle people who've been so good to you and open up your home to them. Chances are you probably do that already in some way, taking them out to eat or whatever it might be. When you praise God for your home and table and the means by which you can provide for it and how you might use that, spend some time thinking about Jesus. And I don't just mean how thankful you are that he has called you to his table, though that's a great place to start. I mean the way he opened up his own home for anyone to come and study and learn and eat. I mean the way he went to Matthew's home and sat with tax collectors and sinners for the purpose of sharing love and hope with them. The Bible speaks repeatedly about meeting in people's homes for meals or worship or whatever it might be. And we know that the scriptures teach about hospitality, which isn't just having your favorite people over. It is entertaining Or providing for strangers. And that's what I want you thinking about this week. No matter who is at your table or whose that you attend, think of it as a beautiful opportunity to build better relationships, to make friends out of strangers, to mend broken family fences from 20 years ago and use the power of the table in a place that is safe, respectful, and honest to make things better so far as it depends on you. That was on day two of the daily devotional, and this was a prayer written at the end. God, thank you for the shared tables, for the spilled milk and the dripping egg and the laughter and love and the extra plates and last-minute applesauce added to the spread. Thank you for your grace, for freedom, for hope in that space. Help us to think of those who need a table this week and to invite them in. Help us to be brave instead of perfect at our offerings. Okay, by the way, that last bit I did not write, but maybe I'll take 30 seconds to speak to any Marthas out there who are very anxious about this week and the tables and all the things that are going to be going on and maybe think that perfection is the goal, but stronger relationships is the goal. Thanksgiving for people who are on your team and people who maybe one day could be, as well as Thanksgiving for people who don't have help and maybe your table is their first step towards finding it. This brings me to the third and final term for today, and that is time. I guess I can't know how any of this is hitting you today. From the house rules of safety, respect, and honesty, to morning devotion to God and finding your peace and joy before you interact with others, down to your anticipation of this coming holiday week, or how you've treated your team or used your table. I pray you look back with some joy at how things have gone, but it's probably fair to say you lament some missed opportunities and maybe wasted time. Well, I've got some awesome news for you today. You still have time. How much of it? I don't know. Are we talking hours or days? Are we talking weeks or decades? There are probabilities out there, but I don't know. I don't need to know that because of the one thing I do know. As of this moment... You still have time. You have right now. You could devote yourself to gratitude immediately. Chances are really high that you've got all day today to reach out and say something needful to someone who's been on your team. I'd say the likelihood is pretty good that you'll make it through this week, that you will interact with these family members, however you categorize them. Feasts will be laid out on tables and conversations will ensue. Yeah, you need to keep some urgency, We don't know if this is your last chance at a gathering like that. For a lot of people, it will be. But I know as long as there is still breath in you and opportunity, that time is your friend and an asset for you that can be used to do some really great things. We probably haven't talked enough about time in these episodes. I think people sort of lament it, how much of it has passed and been wasted, and maybe how uncertain it is and how fast it passes and how little you have left. And I think the craziest thing about that is the one thing that's getting used up while you're thinking back on what went wrong, or you're fearful of what's ahead, or you're letting a negative disposition freeze you in place, the one thing that's getting wasted in that moment is time, precious life, and opportunity. I can't even tell you how many times over the years that the word I've written down on Level 3 Gratitude was the word today. Thank you, God, for today, for another day to live and love and learn To me, like a single day is the coolest gift that God gives us. You get this fresh restart, all of the great gifts that God gives us or the things that he wants to be developed. Those things thrive and function within the confines of a single day. Each day is like its own lifetime from birth to death with opportunity and energy throughout. And so I'll just say it again. I don't know what you're going to need to do, but try to find a half an hour earliest you can in the day and just praise God for it and lay out how you want to use it. And don't start sharing it with the public until you rejoice in it. Look, as we conclude, there's one word in our title we didn't talk about much today, but I'm completely convinced that gratitude is a choice that you make. I've seen people, and so have you, in the most difficult situations, almost imaginable, and they're choosing joy and living it. I mean, not to set up a comparison, but if someone with no arms and no legs praises God for their purpose, how much more so you and me? So please, set your gratitude on heaven to begin every single morning. There are lots of great people and things you can zoom in on as particular examples of blessings. But this week, would you spend some time thinking about your team, your table, and time? And then say something very specific to yourself, to God, and to others. I'm choosing gratitude. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you enjoyed this program, will you share it with someone you care about? One thing I've learned over these five seasons is that there's nothing as powerful in advertising as word of mouth sharing between friends. Speaking of friends, let me once again commend you to give John Cunningham a call. He and his team have a wide variety of tools to help you use your present budget and life to build towards a more secure and hopeful financial future. Once again, you can reach him at 205-326-7364. And always remember, whatever you choose to do today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, excel still more.